0: Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina.
1: And I am Michael. And boy, oh boy, of all weeks, this may be one of the most excited I am for getting to the what we've been playing section. And I know I'm talking (laughs) about the end of the podcast before we've even gotten to the beginning of the podcast. But I am so excited to discuss one of the games I'm currently playing this week. And I did do a little streaming and it was wonderful and, uh, really, really enjoyed the experience. So that's a, that's a teaser. We'll, we'll get to that.
0: Stick around. Yeah. Stick
1: around <laughs> for that. But before that, if you're, if you follow us on, on our discord, you would know that I had to perform surgery, uh, before I got to do much playing this weekend. And, uh, it was i think friday night i was all excited i was ready to sit down play some games and i fired up a little bit of fire emblem you know to kind of loosen up the fingers and get 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 the mind ready for some serious gaming and when i when i when i was running around i noticed that my 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 dear Byleth wasn't running the way I wanted, so it was like staggering, like kind of like run, stop, run, stop, run, 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 stop, 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 run, 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 stop, stop. I was like, what Couldn't is, make up his mind. I'm like, "What is happening here? Why? Why is this playing so weird?" I was thinking the game was kind of freaking out. I restarted it a few times. I said, "Oh no, oh no." The the thing of my nightmares may be happening. So I went to the calibrate and checked, and sure enough, on the forward, the top. Uh, when you push your joystick all the way up, it, was, it wasn't It was – I wouldn't say it's drifting because it didn't drift. It was just – there was interference. And like
0: it was losing connection or it, something.
1: Yeah, and it yeah. kept – like it would, it would go all the way to the top and then fall down and then go up and then kind of hang in the middle a little bit and then go all the way up. So mm. I knew I had a potential problem. I was very scared that I was going to have to buy another Pro Controller, which I didn't want to do. Um, and so I decided on Saturday to perform surgery. I took it all apart. I got some contact cleaner. I got some air to spray in there. And, uh, and, and I am happy to say that the patient has made a 100% recovery and seems to be better. Full recovery seems to be better than ever. (laughs) So yeah, uh, it was, it was, I'm happy that it was done. I'm happy that, uh, it got taken care of.
0: Yeah, I know it was, it was, you know, pretty hit and miss there for a little bit. I was sitting in the waiting room, biting my nails, just <laughs> on the edge of my couch, just waiting to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. it all worked <laughs>
1: out. It all worked out in the end. So it was, it, I'm happy to say. So yeah, if if Good. you do have issues like that with your Pro Controller, uh, I would highly suggest taking it apart, giving it a little spray of air and some contact cleaner. And you may made- You may save yourself whatever it is, $70 or whatever.
0: $60, $70, yeah. I mean, I would have let you borrow mine if things got real bad.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean- I know
0: how badly you wanted to play a certain game, so. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I was already thinking maybe I'll just go buy one of those $20 corded ones just so I have one and then I'll send this to- I
0: would just give you mine. (laughs) I mean,
1: there's no harm in having a backup, I suppose, but- um, and then I would have, but then I was starting to think like, oh, geez, I got to send it back to Nintendo like I did with my Joy-Cons yeah. and get it repaired and blah, blah, blah. But well, I don't know. It worked out in the end, knock on wood. So we're, we're good there.
0: And it's not like sending it back is like a difficult process. It's just annoying. It's
1: just, a, it's just a pain. Because, yeah, you know, when you want to play it takes something, takes time, time out of your something. day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect segue, I would say. And it wasn't planned to be a perfect segue, but it is a perfect segue into, into our first uh, news story, and that is that the OLED Switch has, quote, improved Joy-Cons, but still may have issues with drift. In a recent interview with Nintendo, Nintendo developers Koi Shiota and Toru Yamashita, I believe, I hope I didn't butcher their names, uh, spoke about, again, quote, invisible improvements to the Joy-Cons over the years. Now, to me, that sounds completely made up, to call something an invisible improvement Uh, but this is what they go on to say the parts of the joy-con analog sticks are not something that can be bought off the shelf but are specifically designed so we have undergone a lot of considerations to improve them in addition we improved the reliability test itself so again this is an improvement on the test that tests the Joy-Cons, not necessarily the Joy-Cons. And we have continued to make changes to improve durability so that we can clear that new test. So, uh, okay, I mean, you you improved the way you (laughs) test things. I guess that's the invisible part. And you have different standards that you're trying to test against. Uh, Okay, that's great. And then he does say that we've made improvements to the durability so that we can pass that test. OK, Uh I, I don't know what those things are, but and in, in apparently on breakdowns, nobody's really seen any of these invisible. They truly are invisible improvements by the by the sounds of it, um,
0: aka fake. Yeah,
1: we we changed <laughs> the test to match what we needed to do in order to pass these things.
0: Basically, uh, and
1: they, the improved parts are included with new consoles. So when you buy that new Switch Lite or you get the repair Joy-Con. So in theory, the Joy-Cons that I sent out and got back are now have invisible improvements. Invisible it's parts. built in there. There, there is invisible improvements in there. Uh, Nintendo did say that the Joy-Con wear is unavoidable. Shoda said, "Yes." For example, car tires wear out as the car moves, as they are in constant friction with the ground to rotate. So, with that same premise, we asked ourselves, "How can we improve durability?" And not only that, but how can both operability and durability coexist? It's something we are continuously tackling. Okay. Uh, and then they said "Where on the Joy-Cons is unavailable, but these improved Joy-Cons should, in theory, hold up sh- longer than previous Joy-Cons. So uh, I don't know. I guess that's it, – it's sort of like – like yeah, I guess they're working on it. a lot of
0: non-information. Yeah, I guess they're working
1: <laughs> on it. They didn't specifically in any part of the interview say Joy-Con Drift because obviously right. they're in the middle of lawsuits regarding that. So they didn't want to – come right out and say, yeah, we have Joy-Con Drift and, uh, you know, we're working on it. But I, I keep thinking to, you know, the PlayStations I've owned in the past and then and the Xboxes I've owned in the past. And as much as I can remember and as much time as I've spent playing games, I personally cannot think of a time I had issues like this other than with this Joy-Con issue with Nintendo. That's the that's the only time I could think I I remember having it with maybe uh the 64 but it's always been a Nintendo thing not yeah. a Sony or a Microsoft thing. So that to me is like, well why are you cheaping out on the way you construct your Joy-Cons? Well, what is it that makes them so special that they have to be built in such a way? And I'm sure some of our listeners have had Joy-Con drift with other consoles and if you have, you know, feel free to reach out, and let me know, but yeah, there,
0: in- there was an actual um or not a lawsuit, but there were people basically reporting that their Xbox controllers were starting to have drift. So I think it's just the new parts that they're using.
1: Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe it's the newer generations are, are issue having issues yeah. with it. Because I, like I said, in, in the past, all the way through the years, I cannot think of a single time that I've had Joy-Con drift and I've had it on Joy-Cons with the Switch and now the Pro Controller where that that joystick had issues. Mm -hmm. So maybe I was just not, it wasn't in my mind. So those moments when maybe I had a controller that had an issue and I just was like, screw this. I throw it out and buy another one for 30 bucks or whatever, just didn't Mm -hmm. stand out in my mind. And now that they are kind of expensive, you know, to buy them, it's much more painful. So it's, you're much more aware when there's an issue. Maybe that's the reason I'm not thinking of it and can't remember, but, um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hope they continue to work on this and actually make improvements as opposed to invisible improvements, but it is what it is. And and hopefully you don't experience Joy-Cons. Both Christina and I have sent our Joy-Cons in when they had Drift and it was a fairly painless, quick turnaround to get them repaired. And I haven't had an issue since. Um, but again, if it's your only set, it's it's downtime and you know that's a bummer.
0: I have a theory that it may be a quality or a, a- yeah, quality versus quantity thing. They're making so many of these consoles and controllers now. There's an abundance of them. They've never made this many of anything else. So maybe it's just...
1: Just churning them out.
0: Yeah, they're just trying to churn them out and get them out. And maybe the um, the hardware that they use is the only thing that can fulfill that quantity. So it's it may be of lower quality or maybe it's just not spending as much time focusing on the durability that they te- that they talked about I, mm. I don't know but i mean it's just like this shouldn't be an issue it, it shouldn't for the amount we're paying for these things
1: i would hope that it, it, yeah i mean i can see what they're saying i mean yes tires wear out yeah. things wear out and i get that and the joy con thumb sticks you know that or any controllers thumb sticks definitely wear out over time because you're constantly using them but uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's more prevalent with Nintendo
0: right now. And then for them to come out with this article where it's f- invisible improvements. Like yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh let's move on to uh our next article. Everybody I'm sure knows about this now. Uh Super Smash Brothers ultimate final fighter was announced this last week and it is Sora. I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I- um, the trailer also revealed that the three Mii Fighter costumes that will be released is Octoling or Wig from Splatoon Me Gunner. Uh, from, yeah, Splatoon Me Gunner costume. And then Judd from Splatoon Me Brawler costume. And the Doom Slayer from Doom Me Gunner costume. So more me costumes, yay. Those costumes are not included in the Fighter Pass content, so each one will cost 75 cents. And they all release at the same day. They all, they all come out on October 18th. So cool. If you're still playing super smash Brothers, you have that last little bit to look forward to. And then that's it.
1: That's you're it. Stuck. It's <laughs> wrapping up years <laughs> <All done. laughs> in the making. We finally have the full roster. Every fighter. Um, well, I guess not. I was going to say every fighter that everybody wanted, but I know a lot of people are still itching for that one fighter a lot of people still want that oh my uh, gosh yeah Waluigi but you know apparently Sora (laughs) was like the the number one requested so it seems like a good one to go out on yeah I mean it was the number one requested fighter and you know that's a huge thing and I know a lot of people are super super excited for this so I think that's very very cool but yeah, I, like I, we've mentioned this many times. I've kind of fallen off of Super Smash Brothers a long time ago, probably within that first six months, and I was just kind of over it. Um, but I feel like this has kind of gone on quite a bit, and I know there's people that absolutely love the game, and I think hopefully you've got a fighter that you can main and that you absolutely love playing. But this was, you know, it's a long time in the mega. I can't think of any other fighter game that has a roster this large, uh, this involved, and uh, it's it's the end of an era so i don't i don't know what the next smash could be um i would imagine it wouldn't be until the next nintendo console so this is it Probably. for a while i would think yeah. and uh yeah i don't know what the next one would possibly be this is ultimate so where do you go from here do you have extreme like, like more fight how do you you know what do you do just keep adding fighters and levels more
0: fighters more, yeah <clears throat> you yeah. know well luckily we're not paid to come up with that idea. yeah true. <laughs> true
1: now in addition to that announcement we also got an announcement that kingdom hearts series is coming to nintendo switch which i think is very very cool now it will be all of the games will be cloud version only but I, I don't know if that really bothers me, to be honest. I don't know if I even no. care. Um, I'm I think I'm happy. I would rather have a good version of a game and have to play a cloud version than a crappy or zero version of a game, you know? Yeah, so I'm happy that we're getting these. I've never played any of these. So I will probably be playing these now that they're coming to The Switch. And if you're following along, the three games that we will be getting is Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. Do not understand that title. Kingdom Hearts (laughs) HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue and Kingdom Hearts 3. So I guess it's one, two, and three. I have no clue what these no, no, titles no. mean.
0: It's 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, 5, 2. and three.
1: Yeah, I don't understand these titles. <laughs> the naming titles. convention.
0: Like, I'm what? assuming
1: if you play these, they make sense to you. I'm, I'm guessing that 1.5 to 2.5 is like a series of DLCs that got thrown in there. Yeah, and then 2.8, it started as two, and then you got you know eight DLC chapters. or I have no clue what these titles mean. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to find out. Um, I love, you know, uh, Disney. So I'm excited to kind of play Disney related things. I know that there's some some Nightmare Before Christmas in some of these. And that's enough for me to play them right there. Uh, we do not have a date for release yet. But they're assuming, they're speculating that it will be next year. and uh, that Because that's the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary. So I'm excited. I will definitely be playing these.
0: I've never played them either, but I, based on what I've seen, I'm not super interested, mm-hmm. but I think I just kind of missed that train. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean, well, if you play them and if you stream them and it looks like something I'd like, then I'll probably but pick it up. But...
1: The train's coming back into the station, so maybe it's time to hop on. <laughs>
0: Choo-choo! Oh God! No!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: not the train joke again. <laughs> I thought we moved past this. <laughs> Another set of games that are confirmed to come to the Switch is... I mean, and also, it seems like this leak from earlier in the year—it's true. It's happening. Rockstar announced that they will be bringing remastered Grand Theft Auto: The Trilogy to the Nintendo Switch. Mm, yep. um this is not just exclusively coming to the Switch. They're going to be re-releasing on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, X, other iOS and Android re- Android versions, and it's coming in 2022. The trilogy includes GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. Oh, man. I'm excited for San Andreas. (laughs) Oh,
1: Vice City is one of my all time favorite GTA games. San Andreas was also excellent. So, yes, I am excited for these. I will probably be playing these again, even though I played them a lot when they first came out.
0: I think I've only played GTA 3. I watched my brother play San Andreas.
1: Talk about missed trains. This is the time to jump on the train.
0: then I so I basically only play GTA Three and GTA Five, so I big jump there for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I'm excited a, that's to kind of jump. fill in the gaps here. Um, Rockstar announced that to prepare for launch, we will be removing existing versions of classic titles from other from all digital retailers next week hmm. to prepare. Um, this is all to celebrate the 20th anniversary of GTA Three, and there's going to be other events happening as part of the the party, if you will. Um, GTA Online will have special clothing and uniforms. There's gonna be new surprises that you can discover and unusual activity in San Andreas. So I'm hoping there's aliens. How cool would that be?
1: It would be cool. I have not yeah. jumped on um GTA online in a very long time. And so maybe this would get <laughs> me back into that and kind of just walking around. I mean, I don't I don't jump in there w- with hopes of playing a lot of times. A lot of times I get on GTA Online and just jump in my car and cruise around. And and I'm completely content safety. with that. I, I have yeah. the music going. I take a nice ride through the hills. and Yeah, uh, I like
0: to go and just ride through the mountains on a motorcycle. Yeah. St- it's, steal a motorcycle, ride it around the mountains, and then somebody eventually kills me yeah, and ruins course, the joy. Of but of course. Somebody comes in with a jet
1: fighter and shoots you shoot yeah. you off your motorcycle
0: speaking of gta 2 last night i watched um the movie free guy mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ryan reynolds movie yeah. that is very good i really enjoyed it it was a lot more heartwarming than i thought it was gonna be nice <laughs> so yeah. i recommend it but it's funny because a lot of the stuff that happens in the game it reminds me a lot of gta and it made me kind of nostalgic for it i want to go back and yeah
1: well now's the yeah. time 20th anniversary time, to, time <laughs> yeah. to celebrate uh and they are doing that you know i guess the the uh upgrade for the next generation so i that may be mm-hmm. a, a chance for me to jump in once i fire up the series s and get in there and kind of see um, it looking pretty
0: do you think we'll be we could be on the same server if you're on your new xbox and mmi
1: i would say yes I would, yeah. I, my okay. guess would be yes
0: I would assume but I just never know anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I would I would say yes, we would okay, okay. play together.
0: It'll just look better for you.
1: Yeah, it'll just be prettier. But yeah. that's fine. Uh so we got some maybe upsetting news for people. I'm and
0: very upset.
1: I see I think that's your own fault because you assumed that this was going to be the case. But what we're, what we're okay, getting but at but in my
0: defense, in my defense, everything they said alluded that it was all going to be full open world. Yeah.
1: So what we're so, getting at <laughs> is that Arceus won't actually be open-world. The new Pokemon game will not be completely open-world. Uh, Pokemon Company has shared a statement, which is in response to the a Kotaku story, which clarifies uh, that this is, in fact, more like a Monster Hunter game, where you're going to have areas that are open-world, and then you go back to a hub area, and then you go back out into the open-world, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it explains how you, as the trainer, will set up from the village to go to those various areas in the region. And what they said in a quote is in Pokemon Legends, uh, Ju- Juba Life Village will serve as the base for surveying missions. After receiving an assignment or a request and preparing for the next excursion, players will set up from the village to study one of the various open areas of the region. After they finish the survey work, players will need to return once more to prepare for their next task. We look forward to sharing more information about exploring the region with you soon. So there you have it. It is not completely open world like Breath of the Wild, but more like a Monster Hunter. Uh, with which I'm okay with. I mean, Monster Hunter is yeah. a great game, too. It's <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, I don't know why they keep being so hesitant into just joping, j- jumping right into this open world. They should absolutely be able to have the resources to make this game what it seems like the fans large in large part want. Um, but uh, yeah, there you have it. It is not, in fact,
0: 100% open world. Yeah, and while I am, I, I just feel like... I was sort of lied to. Everything that they put out there basically made it seem like it was going to be an open world experience. A lot of people said it was going to be the first open world Pokemon game. It's going to be great. And they wait until now to say something. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just I feel like that's something they should have said in the beginning. And it almost makes me think like the plan was to make it open world. But maybe they ran into issues for timing or something. And then they're like, oh, actually, maybe we should just do what Monster Hunter does because we're not going to have the time or resources to do this.
1: I don't know I mean I, I feel know. like the Pokemon company makes so much money they should be able to have as much time and resources as they want to put towards something like this yeah uh, and if there are time constraints or budgetary constraints, that's them putting it on themselves so I don't know why they do what they do And a lot of times I think that these games um graphically a lot of the times aren't that great, you know, and uh, I think the fans in general, kind of get frustrated by that. And I think the fans are going to be frustrated that this isn't an open world game because that's what people have been asking for for a long time. So I guess we shall see. Like I said, this was something that people ran with, but there was no, there was no, you're right. They didn't say no, it wasn't open world, but they didn't Mm -hmm. say that it was open world. A lot of people got that impression and just kind of ran with it.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Could be worse, I guess. It could be like the more recent Pokemon game. It so. could still
1: be an amazing game. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. it's still going to be an amazing game. Um, I hope it's going to be an amazing game. I guess, if nothing else. So we'll we'll see. I mm-hmm. I think that if they are following along with Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter's wonderful, and there's yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with that. So I just think people really want that Breath of the Wild style for a Pokemon game. I know I personally, have been saying it for years, want like a World of Warcraft version of Monster Hunter where people are literally creating their own trainer and running out and battling real people and using their Pokemon like this game was supposed to be. That's what the point of the Mm -hmm. game is. So instead of having just NPC battles, you run to real people and have real battles against their real Pokemon that they've been capturing and building. And I think that would be very cool. uh, I
0: I also think too, like everybody is missing that feeling of Breath of the Wild. We're ready for the next one. And maybe that's also people are putting pressure on games to people want more games like that. Yeah. They want that experience again. I definitely so. think
1: there's a huge number I'm personally okay with it. I have no like I'm not itching for a new Breath of the Wild, but I know you are one hundred percent. That was like your favorite game on the Switch. But yes. I, I'm I'm okay. I I really loved Breath of the Wild, but I also don't need another one right now. You well, know? you
0: have so many games that we both have so many other games we need to yeah, play. But if they had like lot. if they release Breath the next Breath of the Wild tomorrow, I would drop everything and play it i wonder if the difference between us has to do with the fact that breath of the wild was my first real full zelda game and so i got to experience that in that format so now i just i want more of that like <laughs> i got i got to test or i got a taste of the good stuff and i want more <laughs> but that brings us to this week's top 10 bestsellers in first place we have none other than metroid dread and second of all things, Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawl—that's mm-hmm. a tongue twister to say. In third, we have Diablo II Resurrected. Fourth, Castlevania Advance Collection. Fifth, Undertale. Sixth, The Minecraft. Seventh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Eighth, Hades. Ninth, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And tenth, Among Us. And then for new games in the top thirty, we have Super Monkey Ball taking quite a few spots. In eighteenth, we have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. In twenty fourth, we have Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania Digital Deluxe Edition, <laughs> and in thirtieth, we have FIFA twenty two Legacy Edition.
1: Hmm. All right, yeah the the Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, I think could have so much potential for being like the next the 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 nickelodeon version of super smash smash brothers Brothers, there's so many characters they could pull into that game i know (laughs) i've read a few reviews on it that it's doing okay um but they they said there's some performance and some polish issues and things like that but i do think there's a ton of potential so it doesn't surprise me to see it in the top 10 and doing so well Uh, i just hope that they are able to kind of either refine the one they have or keep you know, get enough interest in it and, and build this out, because I can imagine that that could be a, a really great fighter at some point.
0: Yeah, I just hope that I don't have to talk about it every week.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, for the next three years, they're going to be released one fighter no. every three months so that it can really drag <laughs> out.
0: Cat dog confirmed from Nick and All Star Brawl.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tommy from Rugrats coming to yeah. you next next year.
0: Dill Pickles.
1: <laughs> All right, is
0: entering the stage.
1: So that gets us to new releases we're into this week, and I will be kicking it off. October 12th, we're getting Disco Elysium, the final cut for $40. I'm excited for this. This is a role-playing adventure game where you are a detective with a unique skill system at your disposal and a whole city block to carve your path across. Uh, And I think that's kind of... Kind of interesting. You're going to interrogate unforgettable characters, crack murders or take bribes, become a hero or an absolute disaster of a hero of a human being. This is the same (laughs) price on the Switch as it is on Steam, which is nice to see. That doesn't always happen. And it does on Steam have overwhelmingly positive and very positive reviews. So depending on when the versions, like what version came out, it goes from overwhelmingly positive to very positive. So there you have it. I'm excited for it. I've been following Disco Elysium for a while, so I'm happy to see that we're getting the final cut on Switch.
0: Yeah, I have this one checked, too. As soon as I saw it in the direct, I was like, this looks like something I would be into. (laughs) The next game I have checked is coming October 13th, not just on the Switch, but on all platforms is called Lumion. It's normally $13 on sale for $11.69 right now. Um, You join the protagonist glimmer on a deep sea journey in search of the light as you put your wit to the test in solving challenging puzzle-like levels. So this is a puzzle, action, adventure, indie platformer. Um, I don't typically like platformers, but I thought this looked really interesting. And Michael and I were talking before this about how this looked a lot like Ori in the Blind Forest. So I would call this the poor man's Ori Mm -hmm. um, just because of the price point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it, it looks pretty... Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, and maybe you played Ori and you, and, and you already played the second one and you want to scratch that itch again, maybe check this out.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then the next one I checked is out, coming out on October 14th. Um, it's called Anira, normally $10 on sale for $7.49 right now. It's an action adventure indie game. You explore procedurally generated islands in this fast-paced sandbox survival adventure filled with building, crafting, fighting, farming, and quests. It's got it all. You build a base, hunt, cook, battle ogres, make friends with a mysterious totem. You can ride an alpaca, of all things. You can fly a plane, do basically anything you need to do to survive. Um, It's also $10 on Steam, and it has mostly positive reviews. It does have a very pixelated look, almost to the point where you can't really tell things or characters. Mm. So I'm personally a little on the fence about it. I just thought it looked really interesting. And it has all the things that we usually like in games. So I figured why not put a check on this one? Why not? Why not?
1: The last one that I checked is the Little Golf Journey. Uh, I talk about these little golfing games quite a bit. Apparently, we've I've been <laughs> it's your doing thing. yeah, I've been doing that. What is it, golf, golf wasteland, or whatever that other one was. Golf which, story, which I don't love. Golf story, I do like. Uh, golf Mm -hmm. wasteland i'm kind of about i I was it's funny i was talking to becca about it and she she loved it she really enjoyed it and didn't find like the controls as frustrating and i was thinking about it and i'm wondering if part of the reason i found the controls so annoying was that my switch controller was dying my pro controller was dying so maybe that also yeah, I lends think we talked about that to part actually. yeah because I was saying like yeah. how sometimes it wouldn't hit as far even though I was mm-hmm. maxed out and and maybe that's part of the reason my controller was just freaking out and so it wasn't allowing mm-hmm. me to hit and it, there was no consistency which would be kind of funny if that's why I'm like why is this never hitting the way I want well that would explain it but anyway the little golf journey is going to be $20. It's on sale right now for $17.99, so $18, big dollar off. Uh, it's a casual adventure indie, and you're going to have relaxing adventure golf experience played on beautiful dioramas courses across a variety of destinations. It is beautiful looking. I do like this little, a lot of games are doing this right now where these have these little sort of Little dioramas, if you think uh, Captain Toad. Yeah, these little scenes that you're going to be playing on. Mm -hmm. You're going to unlock secrets, discover treasure, and take on challenges as your journey awaits. It has... Not been released on any other platform. So we're getting it all on the switch, right? First day. Yeah, no reviews, nothing to compare it against. But I will say it looks beautiful. It looks well done for what it is. And I think there's quite a few um, uh, actual holes to shoot against. So I think they said 100 different holes across 10 stunning courses. And they are beautiful. That just seems like a great game to kind of tuck into bed with and kind of pass out to. So yeah, the little golf journey, October 14th for 18 dollars
0: yeah i checked this one too the look of it well i don't normally go for golf games but when i saw what it looked like i was like this is a golf game i can get behind Mm. if anybody saw me stream tiny lands it looks a lot like that but it also has some elements of down in bermuda which both me and you played Mm -hmm. so again it's that like kind of isometric scene diorama kind of thing yeah it's very very cute
1: yeah Um, i agree And then
0: we also we also want to note that the Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero collection is coming out that same day on the 14th for $47.98. It's on sale right now, normally about 60 bucks. So if you have ever been interested in playing either of these games, we're big Subnautica fans over here. Definitely recommend picking this up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good deal. You get both. Definitely. Absolutely worth grabbing. Now, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What are we playing? Christina, what are you playing?
0: Um, So, my sister was visiting last weekend and we finally got to dive into that game, Papa's Quiz. Mm -hmm.
1: I saw your post on our Discord.
0: (laughs) It was very cute and funny. Uh, The quizzes were actually really difficult sometimes. And it's really interesting how they set it up. So the first couple rounds, you're competing against the other person, trying to get as many points as possible. And then in the last round, they take how many points you have and turn it into time. So if you have a lot of points, you get a lot of time to answer the questions. So it's really interesting. So you basically... You have to like strategize and make sure you get as many points as possible for that last round. My sister hated that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was really fast at responding, even if the answers are wrong sometimes. Again, if you're wrong, you lose more points, a.k.a. time. So it was just a really interesting way to do it. I enjoyed it. It made it just different Mm -hmm. than your usual kind of quiz game. But it's really cool because you can actually have other family members if you don't have another – joy-con controller you can have other family members join in on their phones so they can just scan a qr code on the screen and hop in oh that's cool it's really cool yeah um i wanted to try it my whole family but it's just annoying to you know get my doc and everything and bring it with me but um i i mean i recommend it it's really cute and it's kind of funny and quirky and you get to if you win a round, you get to choose your character can do a dance and you can make your character look ridiculous. Um, and the way the naming convention works is it's like, you just basically have, you select from a bunch of words they give you and then just come up with your name. So I was captain fork, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Very nice. just lighthearted, cool family game. And it's cool because I also have, um, so for choosing what you want your questions to be, you have to tap the arrows on your Joy-Con really fast. So if there's a lot of, say, you're playing with four people and three people are pushing to go in the top left corner to pick that category of questions and you're trying to go in the bottom right-hand corner, you, you won't get it because you're the only person trying to do it. It's really cool. I like how they set it up.
1: Next time, uh, maybe if... if uh your sister comes back and you guys play you should stream it it'd be probably funny to watch two people play in one game and you could have maybe the cameras like recording you both on the couch or something so you're both in the show. yeah
0: yeah maybe we'll see yeah i think she may be coming uh in november but nice. if she does yeah maybe we'll stream it um and then i also jumped into fitness boxing Two again i kind of brushed the dust off of that game oh wow uh if you want to call it a game that thing's a workout my body is still sore my shoulders like those like uppercuts man they suck and now i'm doing du- i'm ducking and like my thighs were cramping up it's like geez, oh, boy. I, need to- I need to go to the gym more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you got to play the game more than once every year
0: <laughs> well it's funny because the last time i played it was in february and i played it almost every day for two weeks oh. <laughs> so that's kind of how i approach life and big bursts and yeah. then just nothing yeah um and then I think I mentioned last week I started playing Observer. I did an after dark stream on Friday, Friday evening, and that game messes you up. So basically, it's a cyberpunk kind of situation. You're a detective, you can actually tap into other people's like neurochips. Mm. And in one instance, I tap into a woman's neurochip and she's dead. And I'm not supposed to do it, but I do it anyway because I have to figure something out. And um, it's it's scary. It's just really unsettling, like the things that are happening. Like everything's glitching and you're walking and then like you turn around and things are different and it's just really creepy. But I will say that this, the way they're doing it, the story is a lot easier to follow than the other horror game I was playing, Layers of Fear. Okay. I, there's, I, I can actually like... The, so far, I've only tapped into two people's neural chip things. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I can also see elements of my own character's story coming through as well. So I'm also learning about my own character role, also learning about the story of these other characters um, through these visions and and it's crazy. But at the end <laughs> right when I as I stopped playing, I don't do good with being chased and something randomly started chasing me and I'm so happy I was not streaming my video and I'm so happy it wasn't after dark. <laughs> because i screamed i'm like trying to turn around and like because i'm using just joysticks it's like you can only turn so fast and i'm like no no turn go run no don't get stuck on the wall and then i died
1: oh geez well maybe you should have been on the camera and on the mic no i think that's would have been a perfect highlight i
0: stopped stopped right after that so next time i do stream people have that to look forward to but (laughs) yeah it was fun yeah nice you though you've been busy
1: uh, I so I've been playing some games. I I did pop Animal Crossing back into my Switch, and and the oh, reason boy. we have our uh, there's gonna be an Animal Crossing direct this week. So when this mm-hmm. comes out on Wednesday, the thirteenth, thirteenth on the fifteenth is the direct. So I, we should be all checking in on that. It's seven a.m. Pacific time, ten a.m. Eastern. Early. Uh, An early one, yeah. So it's going to be on on Friday, and it's supposed to be 20 minutes long. So I'm hoping there's some really interesting, fun things to look forward to. I'm not necessarily holding my breath, but I am just really keeping my fingers and my toes crossed that we're getting something more to this game beyond Brewster and the Roost, which we at least they have alluded to that we're getting. I, I, it would be pretty terrible of them to say, oh, yeah, you're not getting
0: that. But Just kidding. <laughs>
1: it, it's got to be the case. We're we're definitely getting that. Yeah. But uh, you can't talk about that for 20 minutes. So there's got to be some other stuff. I'm really hoping we got some sizable expansion to this game to add some value. Because I did jump in and I killed my cockroaches that were running around and I walked around <laughs> a little bit. But it's the same game. You know, nothing's there. And if I if you don't want to put yeah. the time into just... Tinkering with your island, there's just nothing to work towards, and it's really unfortunate because I, I do think there's a lot of people that still would play if there was something to do and and kind of work towards, and there was something to kind of get people back. But you had you built this huge community, and there's just nothing for them to do. Uh, so I'm I'm hope I'm hopeful for this direct. Let's get some get some good hmm. DLC. We'll You're see. more
0: hopeful than I am. I'm just I'm in the mind space of the Spash Brothers stuff they used to do. Like, I don't know how they take up so much time talking about one small thing, but Nintendo has this way of doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, so we'll see what happens. It's wishful thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then in addition to that, I've been doing a little bit more Fire Emblem. And then I started Metroid Dread finally, which I'm so excited. I did stream it a little bit yesterday. That's the game I was going to play Friday when it came out and wasn't able to because of my pro controller and then started to stream it yesterday. Had a bunch of fun, played it for about Two and a, two hours, maybe an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. I'm yeah. very excited to get back into it. I absolutely loved what I've seen of it so far I think it's absolutely gorgeous it feels so good to be back into Metroid and hearing the music and the sound effects Um, there's so much detail even though this is a 2D game there's so much detail I mean I couldn't get over the fact there's like little things where if Samus is leaning into like an opening in the wall but she can't go through it she like puts her hand up on the top and puts the gun into the opening so she can shoot through just it's so so many cool animations there's so many cool touches to it yeah the Mm. backgrounds are so lush and there's just like little characters running around and there's shadows cast and there's light particle effect and there's just so much about it that is really really well done uh it's just a blast and i'm really really enjoying it i think it's absolutely gorgeous if you've been on the fence about it the reviews that have come in so far have been fantastic i do think it's something that you could jump in and play even if you've never played any of the others because there's this quick little thing in the beginning that sort of gets you up to speed but i i don't know if metroid games are ever it's kind of like a zelda you can jump in on any of them and you know there's there's lore to metroid but i don't know how important that is in in the grand scheme of things i think you just if you Mm -hmm. enjoy good games then you jump in and you play this and you'll love it people have been saying it's very difficult i haven't found it to be I haven't gotten to any of the boss battles that are so difficult. You will die a lot, but i they don't... It gets you right like back into the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it gets you right back into it. You just can, you know, die over and over. Even to the point where... I was dying because I was trying something and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to try doing this this time. And I knew I was going to die, but within seconds, you're back in the action. And I think that's so Mm -hmm. satisfying. Unlike when we were playing little nightmares, where when you die, you're waiting 30, 40 seconds before you're able to play again. And that really makes you not want to. Whereas this, I don't think you have a choice. You have to die because nobody's going to play this unless you're really well practiced without dying. You're just going to the boss battles are supposed to be very, very difficult as you get through the game. And it's doing a good job of teaching you. There are a lot of button controls that I think will take some getting used to. So you're sliding with this button, jumping with this one, hitting with this button, you know, and you're sometimes you're holding down two buttons and hitting with a third. So you're kind of constantly moving your mm. fingers. And the more uh comfortable you get with that i think the better player you will become so you may be failing at something not because you don't know how to do it but because you're just not able to do it yet in the in the order or in the timing that you need to and as you get better you will make more progress and i think that's cool that that makes you as a gamer get better and uh just really really loving it
0: yeah it's funny because as i was watching you play i realized how much i don't like being chased mm-hmm. especially after playing observer and watching metroid dread i like i was so anxious watching you play i was just downing pretzels without realizing it oh, i'm like snacking God. on pretzels really like oh wow i'm almost through the bag like anxiety <laughs> stress eating because of watching you play. It.
1: yeah yeah you definitely get <laughs> chased tense. that's yeah. that's the i mean there's there's enemies that you shoot that you know you can You can counter and you can fight, but then there's the Emmy, which I'm sure many people that are listening to this podcast are aware, uh, and they do chase you in certain areas and it's fun. I mean, they, they really, they, they're, they're, they're really going at you and, uh, and it's hard to kind of get away and trick them. And there's times when you're right there and
0: you gotta focus you so really bad. do
1: and you like my eyes are getting tired and it's like <laughs> yeah. my my neck i was getting tense my neck was starting to hurt and it's just like geez you really got to dial in on this game but mm-hmm. i do think i'm going to continue streaming it if, if anybody is interested maybe you're like uh, if you're like christina i don't think she's going to buy it now because it's just not a game she can play <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think
1: her can nerves play. can't handle it but if you're somebody I just like seize that up. <laughs> yeah exactly you just ah, and just fall over <laughs> But um, I love
0: watching you play.
1: But I, I think I'm going to stream all of it, so I won't, I won't nice. play anything unless I'm streaming it. So I'll just keep playing that and, and streaming it. So if anybody is interested, you're more than welcome. It's, it'll be on our, um, Twitch page, and you can watch the first episode of it, and, and I'll continue playing. I'm, I'm planning on either streaming some more this evening or tomorrow, so you'll have a couple hours at least to, to check it out. And uh, yeah, really loving it. Absolutely loving it. Nice. Well, if you would like to write us and tell us about all the games you're loving, you can feel free to do that. You go over to nintendodispatch.com, hit that contact button, and write until your heart's content. If you want to watch us, like we just mentioned, go to twitch.tv forward slash uh and check us out there. I know both myself and Christina have been streaming. We're part of this Halloween theme that we got set up on our Twitch stream. We got little spooky, spooky ghouls and ghosts (laughs) floating around. It's funny. I was looking into some other stuff. I think, uh, uh, I think Twitch has some plugins or, or one of, one of the things that we use for our stream has some plugins and you can have like ghosts randomly pop up and stuff. So I may, Mm -hmm. I may activate some of those. I, I, like I said, I love this time of year for all that kind of stuff. So we did theme our stream for that. I, 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 uh, I think it just adds to the season. So yes, you can Mm. check us out over there. If you want to chat with us, we always love that. Go to Twitter at Dispatch Podcasts or our Discord where we have a link to it on our website. So that has been your Nintendo Dispatch.